Hello, don't drop that call, <laughs> part two. So for this one, we're going to be reviewing and talking about a special book, a very lovely book that has truly caught my attention. I um, found the book, oh, I think about four years ago. And since then, I've been hooked to this book and I've been so grateful to God <laughs> For the privilege of having this book in my possession you know i do not have the hard copy but truly it's online so if you really want to check out the book you can just search it out online and please read it the title of the book is the practice of the presence of god by brother lawrence the practice of the presence of god by brother lawrence now what amazes me about this book is the fact that this book is over 300 years old i mean it's just wonderful to think that this book is that old and is still relevant today. I mean, people are still talking about it. I'm still talking about it. And it's truly relevant and let me say prevalent in the circle of people that are so zealous and, you know, desirous of the presence of God. Because this book truly um, reveals a key, a very significant key that has been missing, you know, in the church today. And we're going to get into it in this episode. We're going to talk about it. We're going to unravel it. And we're going to bring out, you know, the meat in it to actually see how this man was able to, <laughs> was able to <laughs> carry the presence of God wherever he went, you know, despite the hustle he faced, despite the challenge he had. We're going to talk about it. Don't worry. So this book is truly special. It's not actually, it's not just a regular book or a biography or, you know, or a, a, an inspirational book. It's rather a compilation of letters written by Brother Lawrence and conversations um, that took place between Brother Lawrence and the person that compiled the letter. So I really bless God for this person that was so you know, inspired of the Holy Spirit to document his conversation with this man of God. Because truly, if he had not done that, Brother Lawrence would have, you know, come into the world and gone like nothing happened. And he would have gone away with this wonderful chest of treasure. So I'm really thankful for it. Yes, so we're going to get into it. The practice of the presence of God, the best rule of a holy life by Brother Lawrence. Conversations, first conversation. The first time I saw Brother Lawrence was upon the 3rd of August, 1666. He told me that God had done him a singular favor in his conversion at the age of 18. That in the winter, seeing a tree stripped of its leaves and considering that within a little time, the leaves would be renewed. And after that, the flowers and fruit appear. He received a high view of the providence and power of God which has never since been effaced from his soul, that this view had perfectly set him loose from the world and kindled in him such a love for God that he could not tell whether it had increased in above 40 years that he had lived since. <laughs> now, this particular paragraph, let's just talk about it a little, just a very short conversation on it. This paragraph is talking about how Brother Lawrence... Um, 
had given his life to Christ and one winter he looked upon a tree that was stripped of its leaves of course it's winter and then he realized that truly very soon when summer or autumn you know comes <laughs> the tree would be renewed and the leaves would sprout again and then there'll be flowers and then there'll be fruits but this tree was stripped was once stripped of its leaves and that realization that truly it's a cycle that understanding just made him reverence god and made him so overwhelmed with the power of god who is able to create a system in place that truly is not natural is not scientific god is able to god created created the trees he created the skies he created the sun he created the system in place because truly things are just happening on their own god created that system so that it could even happen without the involvement of any man or the involvement of any physical being so that alone created a wonderful um reverence and awe of god if you think about what he just said it's a very normal thing i mean we literally walk by trees and plants every day but we don't this doesn't come to our minds that oh my god look at this tree god is good oh my god see this plant god is so good it does not come to the mind of the average christian of the average person but um <laughs> i'm rather um curious about the state of hearts that this man has for such to come to your mind for you to see something so simple and so um normal and yet be able to connect it to god and be overwhelmed with reverence and truly something must have happened to your heart how did you get your heart to such a state so i've been that, that paragraph alone just made me giggle and laugh that hmm, this man truly has a heart for god for something that normal imagine seeing a cockroach and say my god look at this tiny little thing look at this cockroach god how did you create this and you're so big and just look at it oh my god you're so you're just so amazing imagine that <laughs> but this man truly has a heart that is steadfast on the lord for him to see that and be captivated and even 40 years later he can still talk about that to you know the person is having the conversation with so i feel like such a heart is 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 truly beautiful to be able to see something normal and then be so overwhelmed with the presence and the aura of god or, or, or rather to be so overwhelmed with with awe and reverence for god such a heart is what we should strive to have because then truly as you're walking you will always think of god god will never leave your mind and because of that you will always be filled with peace and joy and and his presence because the presence of the lord is joy and the joy of the lord is your strength so you always be filled with strength and joy sadness and fear cannot come near you because truly every little thing you're seeing is reminding you of god so let's continue still on the same page page three um brother lawrence is speaking here he said that we should establish ourselves in a sense of god's presence by continually conversing with him that it was a shameful thing to quit his conversation to think of trifles and fooleries that we should feed and nourish our souls with high notions of god which would yield us great joy in being devoted to him now just look at how we explaining how we are to continue the conversation with god to him it's a conversation which truly 
is relevant to the theme of this um, um, podcast, the topic of this podcast of don't drop the call. It's funny because I, I didn't realize I'm going to be, we're going to be discussing the practice of the presence of God. He sees it as a conversation. According to him, the summary of this particular um, passage that I just read is do not drop the call. Do not leave the conversation. Do not leave your conversation with him, which means it's, it's just confirmed that it's very possible to be walking to school or to be you know strolling or to be working in your job don't worry we'll still we'll still get into some parts whereby we'll see him working because he was a baker you know he worked in the bakery and this man was this man's heart was steadfast on the lord so he truly his life is definitely a testimony to the fact that it's very possible to continue your conversation with the lord all day every day and he he talked about how it will be shameful for our mind to deviate to tri- trifles and fooleries. He called he called them he called you know physical things trifles and fooleries. It might seem a little extreme for some people, but that was how much he treasured the presence of God. Because to him, the God was God was above everything. God is above everything to him. Just I believe he's alive in heaven. God is above everything to him, and. Everything is literally dunk to him. It's like Apostle Paul in the Bible that says he considers all things dunk because of what he has experienced. If you've ex- if you've experienced gold, you can't see you can't see a marble or a pearl and see it as treasure. No, because you've seen gold. If you've if you've tasted a delicious meal, you can't see um, you can't see a snack and call it food and you know, and call it food no way so that's exactly that's exactly why he used the he used the word trifles and fooleries because of what he has experienced in the presence of god so he said that we should continue the conversation continue talking with him continue the conversation so yes we're gonna see how we can continue the conversation from this book let's let's okay let's skip some parts definitely um i do not want this um, podcast to be long <laughs> already used over 10 minutes so let's just move on to the next page the next page yes the second conversation that he had always been governed by love without selfish views and that having resolved to make the love of god the end of all his actions he had found reasons to be well satisfied with his method that he was pleased when he could take up a straw from the ground for the love of god seeking him only and nothing else not even his gifts now this um is literally the first passage of the second conversation in the book that is if you finally please i recommend that you get the book and just read it in the book you'll discover that you'll see some that um um, that are called letters you see some that are called conversations the letters are you know, the words of Brother Lawrence himself. The conversations is basically the man who discussed with him, who conversed with Brother Lawrence and summarized their conversation. So it's this man that is talking about Brother Lawrence here that he had always been governed by love without selfish views and 
he has resolved to make the love of God the end of all his actions. That's Brother Lawrence had resolved to make the love of God the end of all his actions. And he had found reasons to be well satisfied with his methods. That he was pleased when he could even take up a straw from the ground for the love of God. Seeking him only and nothing else, not even God's gift. So this man was so in love with God. He was so... He delighted so much in God that every little thing he did, he did it because of God. Even though he was washing plates, he was doing it for the love of God. Even though, even though he was, you know, um, he was um, running an errand, he was doing it for the love of God. And he wasn't swayed at all by even the gifts of God. So whatever he did was from a pure heart. He kept his heart steadfast on God, steadfast on his love, not even his gifts. Because the truth is that so many of us, we're seeking God because of what we can get from him. And that's okay. That is common, actually. You know, the Bible has talked about how a laborer is worthy of his wages. So it's okay. But there is now a higher you know a higher step that we can go by seeking god because we love him because it is truly on, on that plane on that plane that we can break into you know love and adoration for his presence and that his presence can be revealed to us in ways that we cannot even imagine so brother lawrence was so steadfast on him that he didn't see he didn't see god's gifts he wasn't interested in God's gift. You know, he might have he might have even been in the extreme, but he got one thing right, and that is the presence of God. He got it right. He really, really got that part right. And that is what we're exploring. Yeah, so um, let me go a few passages down. Mm-hmm. He said that in order to form a habit of conversing with God continually and referring all we do to him, we must at first apply to him with some diligence but that after a little care we should find his love inwardly excite us to it without any difficulty so this is the part where we said um if you want to get some if you want to do something um subconsciously it has to first be a discipline you you have to first be disciplined with it and that is why he said we must first apply to god with some diligence we must first be diligent with our conversation with god and that means we must be intentional about it we must continually call our minds back to the fact that no i'm meant to be discussing with god i'm meant to my heart's meant to be on god so it's very possible for you to say okay god i want to be steadfast on you i want to just think about you and love and you and everything and then as you step out of the door somebody back your car or somebody insults you somebody can you see where you're going it's so easy for you to just you know take your mind out of off god and just focus on the person and give the person a piece of your mind but it's very possible you might end up doing that it's okay we're human but we must intentionally call our minds back to god because truly if if that happened to you and your mind was still you know focused on god you would know how to respond to the situation better but if your mind leaves the presence of god or leaves the subject of god you would respond to the, to the situation like a human <laughs> like somebody who is angry who is furious and who is like do, do you know who i am and then <laughs> you know but once our mind is steadfast on god there is a wisdom that will just flow through us. There is a gentility that will approach things and there's a way we're going to handle the, handle the situation you know in a way that um, it won't escalate and turn to something else you know so yes 
it talked about how it must first be a diligence it must be an intentional act it must be deliberate it must be it has to be consistent because by so doing you are building in yourself a capacity to retain god in your consciousness and soon after it will just be flowing through you subconsciously. Like the example I gave in the last podcast that I was able to do it diligently, even though so many times I might believe God so many times. But after a little while, I saw that it became unconscious. I'll go on a date with my husband and then I'll pull a third chair by my side. Like God, come and sit down unconsciously. Spare, I wasn't doing it intentionally at all. So it has to be diligent. It has to be deliberate and intentional first. So, okay, let me, let me go to another paragraph. Mm-hmm that we ought to act with God in the greatest simplicity, speaking to him frankly and plainly and imploring his assistance in our affairs just as they happen, that God never fails to grant it as he had often experienced. Now, this passage is talk, this um, statement is saying, is imploring us to talk to God with the greatest simplicity, pr- frankly and plainly. You know, so many of us we um, go before the Lord and we start, Almighty God, King of Glory, I am that I am, the Lion of Judah, the Lord Valley, the Almighty. Ooh, just start exalt, which is fine, she's beautiful. You are adoring God and everybody. If what follows it is a regimented religious style of praying, then you truly have not done the best you can as regards praying because god is not just the alpha and the omega that sits on his throne and wants you all to you know come before him with your eyes or your your face bowed to the ground and not look at his face no he's your father he's your lover he died for you which means he loves you he wants to have a personal relationship with you we can, if we read Old Testament, we see what happened to Moses and the people of Israel. Oh, I should have, I should have, I should have checked the passage. You know that God said He wants He would He would talk to the Israelites today, and He came down with fire and brimstone and thunder and all. And the Israelites said, "Please, no, no, no. Let's please Moses go and talk to God. We, we will God will talk to you, and then we will hear God from your mouth. We don't want to talk to Him because uh-uh, He's scary. It's too fearsome." But God wants to have a personal relationship with us, you know, because he doesn't want, he doesn't want us to be afraid of him. Definitely, we have to be in awe and reverence of him because he is the Lord. He is our God. He is the Lord God Almighty. But first, we have to see him as our lover. He is our father. He is our friend. So he's here saying that we should talk to him frankly and plainly. If you are hurt, don't quote it in 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 a in a way that um is don't cause in a way that you are so particular about the packaging that you forget the content it's good if you're hurt say jesus i'm pained i'm hurt i don't know how i'm feeling i want to cry i need your help i'm tired of myself i keep falling i keep falling i need you he loves that kind of prayer because you're genuine, you're sincere, your heart is wrenching. He wants you to pour your heart out to him. So that is what Brother Lawrence is saying in this passage. You know, because that's actually how you can continue the conversation going. You can continue a conversation when you're comfortable with someone. When you're comfortable with a friend, that's when you can continue the conversation. So yeah, that's what he's saying. Okay, we're running to, we're going to the end of this podcast. <laughs> Let's uh, move to the last part that we're going to review. Um, we're going to the fourth let me skip to the fourth conversation on page seven fourth conversation Mm, yes Mm -hmm. that's the most 
excellent method he had found of going to God was that of doing our common business without any view of pleasing men. And as far as we are capable, purely for the love of God, that it was a great delusion to think that the times of prayer ought to differ from other times, that we are as strictly obliged to adhere to God by action in the time of action as by prayer in its season, that his prayer was nothing else but a sense of the presence of God. His soul being at that time insensible to everything but divine love. And that when the appointed times of prayer were passed, he found no difference because he still continued with God, praising and blessing him with all his might so that he passed his life in continual joy, yet hoped that God would give him somewhat to suffer when he should grow stronger <laughs> he so much adored the presence of god that he was even waiting for sufferings to come can you imagine such a man and did you did you did you um listen to the part when i said he found no difference between his times of prayer and his normal times he said there was no difference and to him prayer was even a consciousness of god's presence as well so that is when your situation may be the bank or so where you are not able to talk at that moment if you, and you can't speak in tongues under your breath. You can as well just be overwhelmed with the presence of God and just be gratifying him and magnifying him in your mind that you are so overwhelmed with it and it can get to you so much that you will just burst into tears. It's very, very possible. Yes. So, <laughs> um, I've truly exceeded my time. <laughs> but I hope we enjoyed this review of let me say this short review of the practice of the presence of god and this is just a little part of the book so let me know if you want us to um keep reviewing it probably to maybe just a few more or a few more points that i noticed if you like me to just continue with it just 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 let me know but really i'd like us to read this book in our own time and get out points get out valid points jot them down and just apply them to our lives because this last point really really blessed me but you know what till next time <laughs> father i thank you for this wonderful time of fellowship we're so grateful we're thankful we're so thankful we thank you because your joy is flooding our hearts and our soul we pray that you help us help us father to keep your presence in our consciousness help us to be intentional with it give us the strength and rebuke distractions in the name of jesus because we know they will come thank you jesus in jesus name we've prayed amen till next time <laughs> bye